Welcome to the Manufacturers Make Strides podcast, where we explore the trends and strategies that are helping manufacturers to develop and grow their businesses. You'll hear stories of successes and failures from passionate manufacturing leaders, and you'll learn from manufacturing experts how to apply actionable business improvement strategies. Let's get right into the show. Hi and welcome to another episode of the Manufacturers Make Strides podcast and I'm your host Martin Griffiths and today I'm interviewing someone who's legendary within manufacturing circles, he's got vast experience, it's Jim Furburn. Jim is the group CEO of Mega right now and they're a world leader in electrical power test and measurement. Jim's a chartered engineer, he's a fellow of the Royal Academy of Engineering and in 2007 Jim was awarded an OBE for the voluntary work that he'd completed in Glasgow. Mega is a 300 million turnover business headquartered in Dover in the UK and with nine manufacturing facilities in the US, Europe and Asia and they've got over 40 sales offices that allow them to serve over 120 120 countries around the world and prior to joining Mega Jim was responsible for a 1 billion division of the specialist equipment manufacturer Howden and this included responsibility for over 23 manufacturing sites across the world so I think you can tell by all of that experience Jim has got a vast knowledge of manufacturing processes management leadership and growth of those type of businesses so let's get straight into the interview now. Hey Jim, good afternoon, how are you doing? Good afternoon Martin, absolutely fantastic, thank you. Brilliant, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast today, really excited to, to have this chat with you and hear some of your pearls of wisdom from your really uh, extensive career. So I really just wanted to start by finding out how you got started in manufacturing really, how, how did your journey start? Uh, well, I actually left school at 16 and uh, did a four-year apprenticeship, and it was a wide-ranging apprenticeship. I learned how to weld, you know, how to machine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I did mechanical fitting. I did, you know, electrical installation as part of the four years, and it was really fantastic. It gave me that great grounding uh, before uh, I went on to university and moved into design, and. Again, I was I was also reflecting that apart from a brief kind of stint in oil and gas uh, as a design engineer, 27 years um, out of my career has been in manufacturing and all of my general management experience, all 21 years um, has actually been in manufacturing, working for really uh, world-class companies, you know, unbelievable companies. And Manufacturing has also given me a gift uh, because um, I've learned, you know, continuous improvements and all the tools, the methodologies, the mindset uh, I've taken into my personal life and other life, you know, so so it's actually really been fantastic for me. Right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, and you've had kind of vast experience, haven't you? So, so what was it about manufacturing that, you, you know, you obviously must have really enjoyed it? What did you enjoy? Well, I think, I think, you know, the thing for me is that um, you make things, you know, for value, yeah. you know, the export. I've always been into British manufacturing and, you know, been able to 
build and make things, you know, through my childhood and stuff. And and mm-hmm. I mean, my dad's been in engineering. It's kind of ran in the family. And it's actually really just been part of me. And, and you know, to be able to have a career in manufacturing has just been fantastic. Yeah. So you like to walk around the factory and, you know, see the big, interesting, kind of exciting things that have been made. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And in all the jobs that I've had, you know, I'm able to do that. I've been able to do that. And, and it's all been sophisticated engineering. So, you know, the technology and all the design that goes into it has just been phenomenal. So, yeah, I've been very lucky. Amazing. So how have mentors impacted your life and your career along this journey that you've taken then? Yeah, it's an interesting question because I think, I mean, the answer is actually definitely hugely. I'm very lucky to have worked with and under some some amazing people uh, all in the UK, Europe, you know, the US. Um, I think I've taken something from all of them and I've tried, you know, to develop some own style, you know, bring in the different thinking, but try to develop, you know, a Jim Fairbairn kind of approach, you know. Um, uh, all of these mentors, okay, really had, you know, attributes that impressed me. Most of them were thoughtful, they were intelligent, uh, mostly interested in people, uh, long-term thinkers, tremendous, you know, problem-solving skills. Um, I, I talked about value earlier. They really thought around, you know, value, um, um, so they were builders of you know companies and people, and probably they all wanted to leave some kind of legacy. And I think that uh, um, really quite it drove me. Um, last night I was actually thinking, you know, I've had a number of pinnacle moments uh, uh, with all of these, you know, dozen mentors, and and I was reflecting on one last night actually. Um, uh, about a decade ago, uh, we bought a company in Prague and the Czech Republic, you know, needed a lot of work. So we spent the first day, three months, okay, putting in Gemba system, daily management, all that stuff, and trying to get the business, you know, back on track, you know, for growth. And one of the top CEOs from the US actually came over just to visit us, you know, three or four uh, months after it, you know, so we did a business review and then we went on a gamble walk and, and uh, uh, we looked at all the daily management. And I I actually left it to all the site, you know, managers, you know, to walk around with this uh, CEO um, who a year or two later actually retired. He worked with Danahar, he retired. They have a fabulous guy, you know, great influence. And halfway through the kind of gamble walk, you know, um, I see him kind of looking over his shoulder. Um, so he walks over to me, grabs me, in front of 30 people, brings me over, and it's like, you need to hear this, you know, you need to be doing this every day. It was a pinnacle moment insofar as you have, you may be the CEO, but I'm helping people, you know, I'm making the company better, I'm trying to instill kind of continuous improvement in them, and I've just had lots of these, you know, pinnacle moments over the time, so so being able, you know, to look at mentors and model them has just been fantastic for me. Yeah, yeah. But you feel it's important to kind of steer your own ship between the different, to kind of take the different bits of advice on board and, and figure out what's right for you, really, yeah. from the from the different advice. Yeah, 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 absolutely. 
amazing. So do you think there are good kind of key principles of good leadership and what, what do you think they are? Yeah, I think for me, you know, the key attributes, you know, if I had to bring them into three, um, then it would be um, humility, um, restlessness and creativity. You know, they they would be the three, if, if I had to distill it, you know, down to three, and obviously there's a lot more. Uh, but what you're trying to do as a leader, you know, is to drive building trust and followership. And I think I think they're, they're the kind of things um, that I think, you know, people respond to. Um, um, all during my career, you know, like I've always looked at leadership, you know, try to study, try to study people and books and stuff. And what I've tried, you know, to offer is uh, um, really a kind of selection of principles, if you like, such as, you know, give, you know, different perspectives, you know, to people and uh, try and you know, constantly, you know, develop people, you know, take the level five, you know, good to great kind of experience that that's been a big influence on me. Some of the, some of the people that I've worked with um, have actually lived that experience. You know, they look at um, individuals journeys in and out of work and try and help them, you know, which I thought was actually very good. Um, as a leader, you have to make sure you've got the best your team on the field and, you know, they have to be match fit and kind of making them match fit is a, a daily kind of existence. Um, a lot of the chairmen that I've worked for um, really thinking five to 10 year visions, you know, they think about relevance. Okay. They don't actually think about what they're going to have for their dinner tomorrow. It's just a different kind of mindset. Um, one of the other things um, that I've really learned actually how to do is the ability, you know, to reframe. And I think yeah. that's, that's a kind of key leadership trait that I, I would offer. And, you know, it's about situation, you know, thoughts, you know, people just, you know, being able to see something different that moves it forward. Um, a lot of people, uh, all of us, you know, get stuck at times and, 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 you know, being able, you know, to get past that's actually quite important. Um, so do you mean if you're faced with a set of challenges, being able to reframe that and look at it in a different point of view and maybe see the opportunity within it, for, for example? Absolutely. You know, yeah. and I've learned, you know, through other skills, you know, to look at it um, rather than always look at it through my own eyes, you know, first person to see it from a second person or even third person. And, yeah. you know, it brings in new perspectives um, and just that, you know, ability to do that without losing reality and obviously you know the brutal facts you know if you need to do something you need to do something but again I've got an example you know, another pinnacle moment uh, so my first ever general management uh, role um, I was in my early 30s you know running a five million uh, company and mm. on a Sunday night we had a fire and you know it devastated the facility probably about a third of the facility was okay and the offices were down. Some of the manufacturing plant was down. You know, it's like, my God, you know, this is the end. And yeah. I was really early in my managing director career at that point. And I phoned the chairman. You know, the chairman came down. He had a look at it. And he says, Jim, this is absolutely fantastic. Um, you'll be able to build the company that you want from here. And it, like, it was just the fact, you know, it turned it all over. And, and it was a real, it was another one of these 
pinnacle moments, uh, Martin, you know, that yeah. really, and, and I've kind of tried to do that. You know, if you go in and, you know, you see your team, you know, struggling over some, their heads are down, there's a frustration. Do you see that as a leader or do you see a, a team that um, you can fire up, you know, the neurology? So, I'd, so I, think, I think, you know, being able to have that, you know, kind of reframing is something that I've been able, you know, to develop over the years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's interesting. You had that experience as a story about Edison. I don't know if you've heard it, that when he was trying to develop the light bulb, his, uh, his home and his lab went up in flames, didn't it? He lost everything, but he, he apparently is said to have just been standing there just saying how beautiful that the lights were, uh, that the light show was basically. And he was focusing on the opportunity to start again. Um, and he got there, obviously, that's the thing, yeah. you know, he got there. So yeah. that's that's obviously good, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Well, in terms of leadership then, do you think things have changed over the last 10 years? Uh, well, I think the answer to that is um, yes and no. You know, the, fundam- uh, the fundamentals uh, will always be the same for leadership. You know, you're working with human nature. You know, people respond to leadership, you know, good leadership. And you know, all the attributes that I mentioned and principles uh, are all um, absolutely valid. And um, what I think has actually changed is uh, young people and you know mm. their expectations. You know they're completely different. I've got a sixteen-year-old daughter who who is just so uh, worldly wise in terms of culture, in terms of what they want. You know their social media. Uh, um, young people now are very mobile. Um, and, and, you know, their expectation for develop, being developed and, you know, the proactiveness, you know, for being retained is actually so much higher. You know, they're in equality, diversity. And yeah. I think as a leader, um, you have to be able to respond that, you know, if you, and it's only going to be more and more as the years get yeah. on. Yeah. So I think, I think that's, you know, the difference, you know, from when I, it started out, you know, in my kind of leadership journey. You know, you've got to be adaptable as a leader, and it, and I think I think definitely young people uh, probably really challenge some of us, you know, dinosaurs, you know, to really change. But but it's an opportunity, so yeah, they will take that. Yeah. And do you think that's something that manufacturing companies can, you know, keep up with to keep attracting, you know, to offer the uh the level of expectations that younger people have now yeah i mean i mean all it takes it kind of comes back you know to the creativity and problem solving you know that yeah. I mean, you learn through continuous improvement and you learn through other ways as well and i think i think I mean, they have to you know a company that's actually standing still in terms of all development and leadership and people development all that uh, ultimately is actually going backwards because the competition's doing it and and, and globalization you know arguably it's going to get tougher you know from the east and um, so we've got to be different we've we've got to look for these you know points of difference and and um, um really focus on them so so yes is the answer and uh, i would add you know companies have to you know yeah Absolutely. Okay. So kind of related to that, a thing that comes up quite a lot, I think, is how to handle the culture change within the business. 
Um, you know, I think some people find that quite a challenging thing to, to, to do. Um, some people maybe think it's impossible. What, what's your opinions on that and what, what's your strategy? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly not impossible. You know, it can be challenging. It can take a long time and leaders need to lead actually from the front. And I mean, they need to be consistent, you know, and actually what they do, you know, it's not a one time event. I've always thought it as a triangle between three things, actually, culture, values and engagement. And I don't know where I got that model from. I may have invented it myself, you know, who knows. But but for me, focusing on actually these three things at once um, really will actually set you apart. You know, I'm absolutely convinced of that. I joined Mega three and a half years ago. Uh, within uh, so nine months, uh, we did our first, you know, engagement survey, and you know it was average. You know the marks were average, and that was good because there's a lot of uh, um, opportunity. Uh, we've now actually done three surveys, and we've moved, you know, from average into the top ten percent in manufacturing companies in terms of benchmark. So, so a lot of progress there. It's still absolutely massive opportunities there. Values, uh, we've actually launched the VAT. We did a lot of work, kind of working out, you know, what the company thought our values were. We knew we were very value-driven and uh, meaningful. You know, we had a real meaningful a, a, a purpose, you know, what we're about. We were, people played, you know, for the jersey within Mega. That was obvious. So we tried to define what the values were and I think we've been very successful in that but we're building on that and you know the culture it, for me it was all about kind of one mega and also you know developing a, a problem solving skills you know to break down barriers and um, silos uh, within the company so that multifunctional team working was actually very strong that's that was a big uh, aspect you know for me to develop the culture uh, bring in a coaching culture, which, um, you know, has been very important. You know, so I think, so you have to work these in isolation and it's like a flywheel. You know, the more you do, uh, the more that, that it grows on its own and, you know, takes that kind of flywheel effect. So that, so, so I would, um, certainly from, you know, experience, uh, I would offer that as a, um, you know, a kind of strategy. Okay, thanks. I, I, I had a couple of follow-up questions on that then. So within the within the engagement, you, something you mentioned earlier on in our kind of conversation was that you like to make sure that your team is match fit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Could you just expand on that a little bit about, yeah, what you mean by that and what, what you do? Yeah, I mean, I, can, I probably think of that two dimensions, you know, so... So their 360 score, uh, if you like, is actually very positive. You know, uh, many people that work for me or are in senior leadership team, uh, they run teams. You know, they they have to be, you know, engaging. Okay, they have to make sure that they set, you know, the, the three-month objectives, the year objectives, the five-year vision. Um, so really developing a 360 view for these, you know, individuals, and that will include, you know, development. Many of them in the companies, uh, 
so we offer coaching or mentoring opportunities. Uh, many of them have actually encouraged uh, actually to train as coaches. And again, that has been a game changer for us. You know, so really developing a kind of awareness uh, in their sense is actually a big, you know, part in my mind of actually match fit. Um, so the other aspect is, is around the problem solving. I mean, as you know, many, many tools of actually problem solving, but, but see when you combine creativity and, you know, long-term views and also, you know, being able to do some of the tools of problem solving, uh, uh, then you can fly, you know, you can actually really fly. So I think there's the leadership aspect and, you know, the technical aspect and we look for gaps, you know, and, and they can say their development and, you know, we pair them up with people or, you know, we bring people into other teams, you know, to give them experience. Um, so I think, I think um, really setting out the context that uh, we're in a developing phase constantly, you know, we're constantly developing each other, our teams, um, so the company, I think, is actually really what I mean by match fit. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that ma- that makes sense. That that sounds amazing. Um, and then the second one really was just following on from the um, from what you were talking about values. So, do you think it's important if you're leading a, co- a manufacturing company to to make the why of what you're doing really clear to everyone? You know, from the CD management to the people on the on the shop floor yeah i mean absolutely martin i think uh, a lot of companies spend a lot of time doing that you know look at the purpose of the company you know the why um mission statements and and uh, i'm not sure they all get it right you know to be honest mm. and you know i think you have to evolve it if it needs you know evolved we are going through a transition in our company and, and we will, you know, evolve. And for me, you know, the key strategic question is that how do you stay relevant in five or 10 years? And that is a very, very powerful question. And it's something, okay, that we chew over every month, every quarter when we have our leadership meetings. Are we still on that track? And, and can I be able to articulate, you know, uh, why you do what you do um, is actually very important. And if that has to evolve, uh, then I think that is a good thing. That, and it's almost like, you know, being able to do it well is actually part of the good to great transformation. Good companies go to great companies uh, because they're unified. You know, they, everyone understands the why um, so within the company. And to extend that, you know, what's beyond that? Um, as a leader, um, I would also offer, you know, in my team um, to understand our whys. Um, you know, look for threads, you know, and experiences and interests and try and draw in the why. And it, it undoubtedly mine is actually around, you know, people in development. That That's actually my why. And, and you know, any company that I'm involved in, um, that's, really at the center of the strategy so so even though it's manufacturing even though it's you know an industrial company a uh, mega is is actually all about people and yeah. 
see see the response you get from that it's it's absolutely fantastic you know you know it really is amazing thank you for, for sharing that yeah i think that's really helpful um so i've just got a couple of kind of shorter questions now uh this next one's a little bit broad but uh take it however you want to do you have any favorite book recommendations um you've mentioned good to great uh kind of in the interview up to now but yeah any that have been particularly impactful for you you know on the journey or any that you've uh found really useful recently yeah i mean going back i think i think as you say, I'm sure you've read lots of books. Lots of books have impacted me. One of the early books that's impacted me, and it's still absolutely impacting me. I talked about my first, you know, general manager role 20 years ago, and yeah. one of the things that happened is that I was offered, you know, a coach, you know, which was great. You know, the company actually provided it, and. Mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a guy called John Gemmell. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. But, but he is uh, absolutely fantastic for me. It really got me on the kind of path of leadership. And um, he recommended a book called uh, Leading Up uh, by Michael uh, Yusim. And, you know, some people might say, well, it's all about managing your boss. But the ideas go very much beyond uh, managing your boss and it, and it's all about how you communicate how you influence mm. it was all about teamwork it was all about being and looking like a leader okay how do you act like a leader uh, so how do you position your back you know to the 360 view that I was talking about and you know this was actually very early on in my leadership journey and I'm I, I think I've been able to transpose my some of the ideas and thinking, you know, to my leadership journey and, you know, my style. And, and that has been a massive uh, impact on me. Um, so that, so I'd recommend that book. You know, it's not a well-known book, I don't think, yeah. but, it, but it's a fantastic book. Excellent. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. I'll have to dig that out and uh, have, have a read of that. Sounds good. Uh, and are there any tools or techniques that you think are particularly help you yeah, over the years, well, not a lot of people know this, but I've, uh, I've, I've actually meditated for twenty six years. Oh, um, wow. So that that's a long time, and you know, yeah. some of my success, or maybe most of my success, I can I'd actually put down, apart from the fact, you know, uh, that it's a great leveler and it gives you energy. And if you're happy and if you've got energy, uh, then life's good, you know. It's also enhanced my creativity and problem solving and productivity and stuff. And really, I've tried different things and stuff, you know, and I'm still learning. Um, I brought it into the company last year, actually. So we did a meditation course with some of our sales team in Europe, and some of the results have been absolutely remarkable. So that's... Really? That's uh, definitely one thing. And, and we could have a podcast on our own just about that, <laughs> just about that subject. Um, the other yeah. thing that I would add uh, just is the fact that seven or eight um, years ago, you've talked a lot about mentoring. I've talked a bit about coaching. Um, I actually decided that uh, I wanted a professional qualification in executive coaching yeah. and mentoring. Yeah. So I did that 
six or seven years ago. It took me a year to do it. And that has also been a game changer for me. And, you know, I've offered it, you know, to the team and all the companies that I've worked for and they've all taken it up and it's helped drive the company and the results, you know. So um, they'd be the two things that, that kind of out of many that I would offer. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Yeah, I'm well. I'm an intermittent med- meditator. Um, I, um, I, yeah, find it. I've got two young, two younger boys at the moment, so my mornings are a little bit, a uh, little bit chaotic. <laughs> I probably need to get back a into bit it. Challenging. <laughs> what What does your? We don't need to go into it too much. What does your meditation practice look like at the moment? Well, I can. I do between twenty or thirty minutes in the morning, and. Mm during the day I could do five or ten minutes but but it's not just all about closing your eyes and kind of deep breathing you can do walking meditation yeah. uh, uh, um, you can get yourself into states um, that are like meditation and also be wide awake you know this is the stuff you know you learn as you get into it so and really develop you know your creativity your right brain I understand you know the power of states and stuff and um, get them helping you uh, we've also done some brain mapping stuff that you can look at a picture of your brain and where some of the opportunities, you know, for development are. There's a lot, like, a massive amount in there. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. It's definitely something people should explore. You know, at least to see if it's if it's if it's good for them. Absolutely. Amazing. Thank you uh, very much for for all the sharing that you gave us today. That was some really interesting stuff. Um, is there anything you'd like to share with people, kind of watching, the, listening to the podcast, or and where can people find out more about you? Yeah, well, I mean, they can look me up on LinkedIn and connect with me through there. Send me a kind of instant message, and um, I'll, I'll certainly get back to them. I'm actually writing a book on leadership, and just based on all of the people that that I've actually worked with and trying to take kind of a view on it, what I thought was good and not so good. Uh, so I've no date for that, but 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 I'm working on that. So that will be exciting. So uh, yeah, through LinkedIn is the best place to get in touch. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking forward to hearing some more on that. And um, yeah, I think that'll be really, really interesting read. So Thanks a lot, Jim. Really appreciate your time. That was really interesting. Thanks very much. Uh, Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Manufacturers Make Strides. For more tips on how to work smarter, not harder within your manufacturing career, or if you'd like to reach out to us, you can visit us at our website at metisautomation.co.uk. Until next time.